She's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. So we're recording a new episode of the Q Chat, and this one is going to be t- entitled Go Sparkle. And I have Miss Queen Maisha Proctor. She is the sequin unicorn, and she <laughs> hails from Brooklyn, New York. So I want to go ahead and give Maisha the floor. She is a beauty guru, a public speaker, and a business strategic. So I want her to go ahead and introduce herself, and we're going to have a nice conversation and just being unique and just being our special selves in this t- world today. So how are you doing today, Ms. Maisha? I am doing wonderful. I am filled with optimism, hope, and focus. And I hope that many other people who are tuning in are as well or soon will be after this incredible experience together. That is awesome. So I wanted to talk. So I know everyone that has listened to the show, they know that I'm big on empowerment and self-love. So right now, I feel like we're in a very unique time space so obviously 2020 has turned into (laughs) something very different obviously no one none of us would have expected this year to turn out the way it has done so far but one thing for me personally I've tried to use a lot of this time for self-reflection so last year I'd already entered a different phase of my life just trying to pursue my dreams trying to start my business and just start my mission and purpose so what I wanted to ask you, Miss Maisha, I know like you you said that you're colorful and I've looked at your profile and it really, if anyone goes and looks at her profile, which she'll give <laughs> her information before the episode is over, I, I, that, I, I would challenge anyone to look at her profile and not smile after they scroll through her pics <laughs> because like, you have this bright smile and just this ball of positivity. So I just wanted to start off with, despite everything that is going on, how do you remain optimistic? How do you remain to hold on to, you know, your unique qualities, just being happy? Like, what do you do just to, just to focus, I guess is the best question. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really loved what you said about, you know, kind of this year, right? And mm-hmm. it maybe not going according to maybe our visions and plans. I know I was laughing the other day because I had this really cute planner. I don't know if anybody else loves a good planner. I found <laughs> it. It was like, it was so me, colorful. It had all the little details. You know, I like the little full calendar page with the note page. And, you know, it, I finally found my perfect planner. And as we all know, we have not made much use of, of these planners. But here's what um, my planner has become. It's become a place for me to journal and document. And I see 2020, if we think about that, right, even from a vision standpoint, as we are our clearest right now mm. to see and identify what we need, what we've been missing, what we desire, what we crave. I think in in a lot of ways we could be overcome with COVID and being cooped up or life slowing down. But we can have that 2020 vision to say, here's a chance for me to 
maybe try something new, like investing more in an incredible podcast or um, educating myself more or just falling more in love with myself. So I think first and foremost, how I stay positive um, every day, but mainly in this year is to keep a vision on self-evolution. And in a lot of ways, uh, doing that is starting every day with, with kind of affirmative, positive language. And I remember hearing this from Oprah by way of Joel Olstein, which regardless of religious affiliation that you have, I think he's a great storyteller and um, yeah. uh, motivator. But he said, mm-hmm. you know, whatever comes after the words I am, right, will come looking for you. <laughs> mm. And I think that has is so powerful. And that is part of how I start every day. Because sometimes, you know, listen, I'm over 30. Things be aching and quaking. And, <laughs> you know, it's like you have a couple glasses of wine and you just don't bounce back the same. Right. Um, and it's so easy for us to say, right, oh, I'm tired or my back hurts or I'm, I'm discouraged. And I always have that in my mind. Oh, oh, no, I don't want that come looking for me. So Mm. I really changed it around to, I'm going to get up and stretch. I am going to stretch. So I feel, you know, my back isn't hurting her much. Or I'm going to make some phone calls or sign some petitions instead of I'm hurt. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm oppressed. I'm just, you know, I'm discouraged. I am healthy. I am wise. I am strong. I am worthy of love. I think sometimes just waking up or going to bed saying, I am worthy, that worth Mm. will come to you. So that is really one of the key, I'd say, foundational behaviors that guides me. And that's what comes forward in my expression in my everyday life. And then that is just mirrored in my social media posts um, Mm -hmm. that I am and what do I want to come looking for me. I love that. And I've spoken about this a lot. I know like when the whole COVID situation first happened, I was I was riding the fence on as far as if I wanted to even discuss it really on the podcast, because I do like to, you know, just stick with the whole train of being positive. But mm-hmm. it got to the point where it was like, there's no way to not address it. Um And I mentioned social media because obviously social media is a huge machine. I mean, I use social media every single day. It's just a part of, you know, my business. It's a part of my influence. Um, And I've also talked a lot about just being mindful also about how social we are on social media. I guess I can say (laughs) are, you know, what we absorb, you know, because energy is important. And I think this time period, if anything, has showed us a lot as far as what we take in. You know, this is a unique situation where we had a virus where we literally could not be around people. Mm -hmm. So in that same mind frame, I think with the social media, we also had to be mindful of what we could catch, you know, from what we're absorbing. Mm -hmm. So I know like I've I've tried to be very mindful of being positive, you know, um, and obviously now we're in a social situation where as far as the social injustice where we want to educate. So I think it's important what you said, just what we take in because it's important you know so just Mm -hmm. the self-affirmations and watching what we say and just using social media as a positive force too you know so that we need a break sometimes we need a mental break we need a a a recourse so we can go to and be like okay so this is my happy place this is my place where I can have some peace where I can have some solitude where I can get to a space where 
I'm not necessarily reminded of what's taking place or I can just take a break, you know, and have some downtime. So, and I know that you're in New York right now, which I know like in New Orleans, that was one of the hot spots, you know, where I'm located and New York obviously is a really busy area in general. What do you do to find your happy place as well? Because I know you mentioned some things that, you know, you do to have your peace and you just seem so positive. So, <laughs> so what are your takes on just, you know, keeping this positivity? Because unfortunately, we really don't know how long this is this is all going to last. This is 2020 has just really turned and it's really manifested into something I think has taken a lot of us by surprise. So I think a lot of us are dealing with shock probably some post-traumatic situations Mm -hmm. because we're really trying to absorb what's going on a lot of us was affected by the virus you know either directly or indirectly with our loved ones and our friends so then of course with the social injustice for me I'm I was just at a level of frustration and numbness when everything happened with George Floyd because I've always been very adamant about things that have taken place in this world so a lot of it I was just like I was really numb. You know, Mm -hmm. I really couldn't be shocked because unfortunately this keeps happening. So I was just really numb. So what would you say as far as how can we just keep that mind frame to know that, you know, eventually things I would pray, you know, will get better. There's going to be, you know, there's another side to the hill that we're climbing right Mm -hmm. now. So what's your take on how we can move forward, you know, how we can find that peace, how we can make sure we don't let negativity really truly get us down. Absolutely. Well, I think everything starts with having a roadmap. And what I recommend to people to do is every night create a things to do list with three key categories, self-care, social care, and give care. So self-care, social care, and give care. So every night before you go to bed, you're going to write something down in each of those categories that you are going to commit to doing the next day. And this is where kind of all my worlds collide from beauty to um, self-advocacy, you know, kind of positive spirit, but also um, self-esteem and, you know, self-awareness and then also giving to others what we would like to receive. So under self-care. You know, things like doing a face mask is so nourishing. It feels like a little spa treatment and it gives you a chance to be present and, you know, putting something on that maybe gives you a tingling sensation or a cooling sensation. It really puts you in a very present and clear and self-connected state of mind. Painting your nails, you can't help but to concentrate and, you know, try to get it right unless somebody is like totally ambidextrous. <laughs> I got to focus, you know, trying to get the left hand done, you know, <laughs> right hand. And so I'm like, but it, it, fo- it forces you in a way to be connected to yourself. Um, joining on a dance class on YouTube and just feeling your body and moving. And here's the awesome thing. You know, I went to college at Xavier in New Orleans. And I remember when I first nice. started, you know, they were like, girl, you got to learn these dances, girl. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You know, and after a while, I couldn't get all the dances, you know, I was like, but you know what? One of my friends said, girl, just move. If nothing else, just move your body, you know, and that was so freeing. And sometimes, you know, the good thing is about being in quarantine is that you can dance. Nobody see your moves. Don't, it don't matter how off beat you are, how rough it is, just move your body. And that gives you a sense of, of connectedness and a release of stress and anxiety. 
So self-care, you know, what will you do? This is on our things to do list, right? What will you do for self-care the next day? And write that down. Then the social care. So you talked a lot about what we're going through with the injustice and the emotions that we naturally feel watching George Floyd be murdered, calling out for his mother and connected. That impacted all of us because we can see ourselves in him, our family members, our our humanity in him. And I think that when we feel like we're taking action, that gives us some power back because that's really what we wa- we, we watched him lose and we felt mm. inevitably that we lost too. We felt powerless. And when we felt right. powerless, just like a battery dying out of energy, we can't move forward. And so get your power back, regain that power. Call your mayors, write your emails, send your petitions. This is where I think social media can have a positive place. Express yourself. And you know what? If you're not open for anybody's opinion, cut off the comments for the day. You can do that. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, know, you don't have to debate your space and in, in your, in your energy and your spirit in this time. But get it out like writing down a good journal entry or a diary entry and let the world see you. Get that power back. Maybe jump on a Zoom call with, with coworkers or friends and say, I'm inviting you to this to hear my story. And, mm. you know, again, I want to share it with you. I want you to ask questions, but I want to regain my power by expressing my experience. So create that space of social care. What will you do for social care to give back and regain that sense of power in, in yourself and in your sense of belief? And then the third category, right, is that give care. And it is something Mm. so special that invokes light in us when we do unto others, when we help others to reignite their flame. So what could that look like? Every week I send two handwritten notes out because I also think time management is important. You know, we're already juggling a lot, so I don't overcommit. But I send two handwritten notes to someone in my life. I make it light. I might just share a recipe I tried or something new that's happening. The, you know, the trees are blooming and killing my allergies, but they're blooming. And, you know, I just check in on them and the response of someone getting a beautiful handwritten card in the mail. Oh, thank you for thinking of me. I know that uplifts them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we text a lot and every now and then I'll surprise somebody with a FaceTime or a phone call because it's a deeper connection than normal. The other day yes. in Brooklyn, the, the ice cream man came down the street and that I don't know in anybody else's neighborhood, but that's a special moment, um, especially it kind of indicates summer and it brings back that child in you, right? Chasing the ice cream man. So me and my, <laughs> my neighbor ran out for the ice cream man. She was laughing. She was like, girl, I don't even got a bra. I don't care. I'm trying to get me a popsicle. And um, we laughed a bit. You know, we were social distancing in line for the ice cream. But I told the ice cream, uh, I gave the guy, you know, mine was like $5 or whatever. I gave him 10 and I said, you know, I want to pay for her ice cream. And Mm. when she, you know, got her ice cream, she was like, you know, looking around for me because I was already walking off because, you know, you can do gestures that don't always, you know, aren't always waiting for someone to respond. You can just do kind things. Yes. But she was like, she just yelled out, Thank you. You made my day. So, you know, I think how will you give care? And by doing Mm -hmm. that, you'll enrich your life in so many ways. So at night, you you have your little notebook, your notepad, a post-it. 
right? One thing you're going to do for self-care, one thing you're going to do for social care, and one thing you're going to do to give care. And that is your little action plan for the next day. That would be, yeah, that would be what I would recommend. And I think when you're focused on what you're going to do in those three areas and actually doing it, you actually have no room, if you think about it, right, to receive as much mm-hmm. negativity or fill your space with with some of the heavier emotions because you're committed to that action plan. So that's personally what I do. And I hope that maybe that helps some others to bring a little bit more light and joy and optimism and gives you something to look forward to. Imagine writing that down at night and you're like, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm going to do a face mask. I'm going to paint my nails. I'm going to, you know, sign some petitions. I'm going to call my grandma. You know, it, it gives you something to look forward to. Right. And I was just about to say that it gives you something to look forward to. And that's what we need in general. (laughs) If it's just looking something to look forward to the next day, I think it's something to just give us a bit of sparkle. So I know one of the things that you mentioned, you labeled yourself as the sequined, the sequined unicorn. (laughs) So can you elaborate? And I wanted and I know I kind of dived in and just started running my mouth. Um, we can backtrack a little bit if you can just give everybody you know your background I know you're the sequin unicorn I know you're a beauty guru and everything but um, if you want to fill in everyone on your background and just how you came to be yeah absolutely well so I am originally uh, a shy town girl I was raised in the suburbs of Chicago Um, my parents my grandparents are both from the south so I had kind of a merge of very urban city and good Southern hospitality upbringing. And, um, you know, my father is an entertainer, a singer, and my mom is in kind of PR and corporate um, strategy and business. So I also had the worlds of discipline and time management and working hard, merge with be creative and, you know, let your spirit shine and show your talents. And all of that comes together really in um, who I am. I had always had the vision of wanting to be an attorney. I used to dress up in like high heels and my mom's clothes, you know, suits. <laughs> I just I just thought that was such a great job. Like I would watch lawyers on TV and I love the way they would speak up for people. And I think that's kind of always been a big part of my why of helping people find their voice. But I just wanted to do that. And that was my focus and career path. And when I actually went to college, in New Orleans, far from home. I wanted something so different. I was like, I don't want my mom to be able to pop up. I want to be able to try something new. I remember the first time I went for my college visit and we were work- walking around the campus and someone was like, hey, baby. Hey, baby. I was like, oh, I'm everybody's baby here. I love it. Um, <laughs> I felt like I was home. And um, But when I went to Xavier, I studied English with the vision of going to law school. And I also studied vocal uh, music uh, with a focus on operatic vocal performance. So I acquired my dad's singing ability. I wanted to be a lawyer. People always ask me all the time, girl, what were you going to use? I was like, I don't know. Maybe I would have been a singing attorney (laughs) or an entertainment attorney. I, I didn't have it all figured out, but I... I knew that, you know, back to very much, those are kind of the two worlds of my parents, right? Coming together um, in me. But Hurricane Katrina really threw things off as it did for many people. Mm. That was my senior year of college. And, you know, we weren't going to graduate on time in May. We weren't going to graduate till August. And so I wasn't going to be on track to be able to apply for law school in time. So 
Um, I took a little break and thinking, okay, well, what do I want to do? I'll study for the LSAT and, you know, get into the next year, you know, for law school. And a friend said Mm -hmm. to me just over, you know, we're sitting over coffee one day and she was like, girl, now with all your personality (laughs) and all your color, you know, you don't want to be in somebody's law firm wearing brown suits. (laughs) Like you should, and she said to me, you should consider the beauty industry. And I had mm-hmm. always had like a love for, you know, I used to have my little Mac lip glass, lip gloss. And, you know, I used to read magazines and be so fascinated by it, but I never really thought mm-hmm. of it as like being able to have a serious career, you know, in beauty. Um, so I hadn't really given it much thought. And as I started to do some research and reach out to different beauty companies for roles and opportunities, I began to get really excited because back to why I wanted to be a lawyer was to be a voice for people, to help people feel heard and valued. And in watching what my friends and colleagues were doing who were in the industry, helping people feel more confident and comfortable in their skin and, you know, shoulders back and stand taller and feel more confident going on that interview or that date. I was like, Oh, this is, this really does align with who I am. And so my first, mm. my career started off at Sephora. I worked my way, literally, when you start there, you started, you know, cashier. You know, they start you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I, I really worked hard and I got all the trainings and, you know, developed my skills and artistry and skincare expertise. And I went from there to own my own um, makeup artistry business with a focus on celebrity clients, television and film. And I had such a great time from getting people ready for red carpets and photo shoots and weddings and, you know, special events and hearing their stories. And, you know, I'll say this, there are so many people who we admire and look up to and sometimes Mm -hmm. compare. But I just want to say that, you know, all the celebrities that you admire, they at one point were just that girl or that guy, you know, trying to pursue their dreams. And even in their celebrity, in their space, they still too have struggles with optimism and confidence and knowing right from wrong and self-belief. So be inspired by them, but also know, you know, they, they're walking a journey similar to you as well. And in many ways, you are an inspiration um, to them as well. And I learned that by spending a lot of time with, um, you know, my celebrity clients. And from there, you know, the economy took a, a turn. And we were all, remember that? We were like, everything felt like it was like, yes. <laughs> budgets started getting cut. People were like, oh, we don't need a makeup artist no more. I was like, oh, okay. So I looked around and I realized that though I had a business, I didn't have, you know, I hadn't gone to business school. So I really was more so mm-hmm. making good money off of a hobby. And that's Mm. what inspired me to get into corporate beauty. Cause I said, you know what? I need to learn, you know, truly the ins and outs of business and strategy and, um, you know, company development and structure and, Mm -hmm. you know, similarly, and I want to say this to people, it's okay to start again, to grow. I had to start again. And I started in a role that I could have easily said, Oh, I'm overqualified. Right. I've been here before. Right. But you got to sometimes mm-hmm. have humility to say, you know, sometimes I restart to catapult me. So 
Can you repeat that part? Because I, <laughs> I try to drive that to people yes. too. Because I know what my journey when I decided to walk away from the payroll industry. And we have so many, so many similarities. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had a talent for makeup and I wanted to do my apartment, things of that nature. And I remember I was telling a guy I was dating at the time. We went to dinner. We're going over some ideas. I had just left the job like maybe a few weeks prior. And I mentioned, well, maybe I'll apply at Mac. And he was like, no, you don't want to do that. And I'm like, you know, why? Yeah. You know, like I kind of felt like, like I felt like reduced when he said it. I'm like, well, if I want to learn makeup and expand, I, I need to be around it. So I'm like, okay, if I'm working at a Mac counter, I'm working at a Mac counter. Like, so what? Like I'm in the store, you know? So I just wanted to interrupt for a second. Like for anyone that's listening, you heard what she said. Humility is a plus, yes. especially when you're branching out and starting on your own. Like don't ever think that something is, beneath you are you subservient you know like it's part of the growth so when you said that it just rung to me so I didn't know I'm so glad that <laughs> you, you know you were passionate to connect to that because see what you might have learned at that Mac counter right is so many critical elements from managing a budget to customer service to you know if you had even been at one store and moved to another store you learn maybe more, um, you, you might learn new demographics or new cultures and their perspective on beauty. And see, that arms you to then, if you're looking for your next significant role, say, here's what I learned. Not just that I help people find a perfect lipstick, but I also understood, you know, scheduling and time management and actually management skills. And so absolutely have the humility to know that Sometimes a career path, and I, I have never actually shared this sentiment, you know, that's why I never say I worked my way up. What I say is I worked my mm. way to my goals. Because when we say yes. work our way up, there's this illusion that everything goes like a ladder. But to me, it's like a heartbeat. Boom, 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 boom. You might have moments where, you mm-hmm. know, it's high and then it softens, high and then it softens. But if you're open to learning every step of the way, you can end up where you want to be. And it is not a ladder. It's not a, a stair step sometimes. So I just. And you know, another yes, thing please. too, that we should take away and stop saying another thing that you mentioned, also having that mindset makes you think that you started right. from the bottom, you know, and there's a negative notation in being at the bottom. So that's another way to, to just take that out of your mind frame. Like we're not at the bottom, which also goes back into humility. You know, I think sometimes we, we think we're starting at a bottom and it's a negative thing. So yeah, that's another way too. Like, no, we're working across. Like you said, we're working towards that goal. We're, we're rising towards that goal, but for definitely for people to not think you're not at the bottom. No, you're at not all. at the so bottom. Don't think that either. Cause it's, it's not a step down to say, Hey, I'm going to, pursue yes. my dream okay and, and leave x amount of figures to start at another level you know to get to where you want to be so reaching your goal is always you're always going to the top i feel like if, if someone decides to take that leap of faith and to step out to accomplish your goal you've already leaped up <laughs> several yes. levels already because you've taken control of your dreams and life is so short and so many people are sitting on dreams and they just they don't have the confidence of that tool they're afraid you know to just go out and achieve it so that's another way to think too like we're not at the bottom yes. you know so for anyone listening because i'm big on pursuing your dreams so that's another way to look at it like you're not from the bottom yes at absolutely all. and you said a word there with so many people sitting on their dreams and you know maybe bypassing opportunities maybe you are a director 
but you know, to get where you want to go or pivot, you might be a manager at your next company, or you might take a manager role in your company. But you know, if that, if you're a manager, and this is what I tell people sometimes, sometimes you're a director, right? And you're at a company and there are 30 directors. So you only get so much voice or so much influence, but you know, then you take the manager role and maybe there's only five managers. Now your voice is more powerful. Your influence is more powerful. Mm. You can make change. You can get more visibility for your work. You can be more creative. So also, you know what you said, don't sit on those dreams of, well, I want to get here. This is exactly what it looks like. Be more open to say, what is the path? What is it that I'm passionate about? What is it that I want to accomplish? And then what are the, the steps and possibilities for me to get there versus sitting on your dreams and sitting and holding yourself back because it's not the title or the money that you maybe were manifesting it should be. Um, those aren't always the outcomes that lead us to our goals and definitely not sometimes the outcomes that make us truly happy. So that was a good word you said there. Get up off them dreams and, you know, let's, let's, <laughs> yes. let's get some action and move forward. So, you know, that's that's kind of what has formed my career path. And, you know, when it comes to Sequin Unicorn, I think that is has been a journey of evolution. For a long time, my Instagram just said my name, Maisha Proctor. And I didn't really also, you know, I kind of posted things sporadically. I didn't really have a vision. But one day I remember someone saying to me, you know, I just love coming to your page, you know, for inspiration and, you know, positivity. And I thought, well, mm -hmm. you know, what am, if, if that's going to be the constant, which is my life, and I can be a little bit more conscious and aware of that, then, you know, what is something that brings me a lot of joy and inspiration and one it's sparkly things and you know i i, I it's funny because i <laughs> always i remember a friend saying to me one day and this kind of inspired that she said every time we go out i love that when i go in my car the next day or go to clean my car there's always a little sequin you've left behind that reminds me of you <laughs> and you know so that kind of sparked that you know how do we leave something behind to bring joy in people's lives. You know, what's our legacy? And so that kind of inspired the sequin part of, you know, leaving a little sparkle everywhere we go. And then the unicorn piece is that each of us, uniquely as we are, don't always give ourselves credit for how powerful and remarkable and special we are. We each are unicorns. And what we bring to the table mm -hmm. Um, our perspectives, our journey, our style, our, our talents make each and every one of us so unique. And too often I find people trying to fit in or conform or be like others where versus letting their own light shine, which inevitably grants other people permission and a pathway and a bridge to let their light shine. So that kind of is the unicorn piece. So you've got the leaving a little sparkle everywhere you go with really owning your uniqueness and your persona and your special self. And that's the world that I wanted to create for people. So that's kind of where I am present mm -hmm. day. And I'm more conscious and intentional about that in my own life. And then of course, helping to guide other people to manifest that in their lives as well. I love that. And the, 
favorite thing I think I picked up from what you said when you, you mentioned being intentional. So I love that too, to just be intentional about leaving that sparkle and about inspiring other people. I think people don't realize like, and this is how I kind of started my journey because my personal Instagram, I would just post random things like you mentioned, like random memes or mm-hmm. just empowering things, you know, just posting it a lot of times just for myself. And then it got to the point where people were inboxing me, oh, girl, you know, I saved that screenshot, right. I screenshot of what you said. And I'm like, you know why? I didn't even <laughs> really say it. You know, like I just took someone else's empowering word. But then I started saying things on my own. And I'm like, you know, people right. are listening. You know, so I, how can, and like you said, being intentional. So I'm like, how can I be intentional to really move this on another level to really empower people or to really help people. Cause it's not, it's not only just helping me, but it's also helping others. And it really does make a difference when you're intentional and intentional about your purpose, you know, and finding your purpose. And once you recognize what your purpose is, especially if you do have a purpose that reaches other people and it touches them just to have that confidence and say, okay, I'm just going to be bold about my intentions and reach people. So I think that's always a wonderful thing. So of course, as we know, unicorns are what we all view, at least I do view, as something unique, something rare. So I know like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. being the secret unicorn, which (laughs) I think is so cute. So the way I interpret being a unicorn is just being different and standing out. And one of my biggest things, I always tell people to go love yourself. I always tie in how self-love, I feel, is the heartbeat to everything just in our choices following our dreams how we view ourselves what we accept I feel like self-love is the pulse of everything so in order to stand out in order to be that unicorn in order to leave a little bit of sparkle in everyone's world how would you tie in the notion of self-love in order to be that awesome sequin mm-hmm. unicorn? Well, I think it kind of goes back to first, as we said, you know, with career or vision of pursuing your dreams, I think having a little bravery to do what makes you happy, again, will then put your focus into that. And when you're constantly investing in ways in which you're unique and you're special, you know, you're, you're nurturing your heart and your spirit. And that's a big part of the foundation of self-care. So if in your work, you're not getting what you need, look around, you know, make changes, start small. You don't, I, I sometimes think people think they have to go from, you know, oh, well, if I do, you know, like you stepping out for your dreams and doing a podcast, well, what if I don't have, don't worry about the followers. Just start pursuing the dream and sharing the voice and let it grow from there. So nurture who you are in in yourself. And then, you know, we talked about the I am's and and the mantras. I think that's a big part of self-celebration and, um, you know, putting yourself first in a lot of ways. I also think a lot of people don't adopt Mm. with friends, with coworkers, with family, even moms with kids sometimes. You know, my philosophy is always we can't accept withdrawals without deposits. And mm. when we do that too often and far too long, guess what? We end up overdrafted. And so, mm. you know, when it comes yes. to friends, if you notice that you're always the one inviting, 
right? Always the one, hey, let's do this. Pause for mm-hmm. a minute. And and if you're if you're not brave enough to have the conversation, you can just pause altogether. You know, you just stop inviting. But if you're brave enough mm-hmm. to have the conversation or you feel comfortable, say, hey, I noticed that I'm always doing the inviting. Maybe they just say, well, girl, you creative. I don't know. I don't ever know what to do. Okay, well, now we have an understanding. Or, you know, that person may say, you know what? You're absolutely right. I'll be more conscious of it. So now you'll start to get more deposit, more things that feel you. You'll feel valued and invited out. And you can get excited about getting dressed and where you're going to go versus always um, being the one to give that out. Maybe at work, it's always people asking you, hey, can you help with this? Can you help with that? You know, sometimes it's as simple as saying, hey, if you get it started or if you create the outline or if you send me an agenda for the meeting, then I'll be there. Because I want to be prepared. I want to bring Mm. my best self to this meeting or to this work or to this project. So I don't just have to get a stack of papers on my desk. I can say, hey, you know, why don't you take a few minutes and take me through what's a priority, what I should focus on, and how much autonomy I have with this so I can do my very best work. Don't accept that withdrawal from you and your energy without a deposit. And same thing with, with family and husbands and boyfriends and even children. Yes, you are still a nurturer of, of, of your babies and your children, but you can still have moments. I remember my mom when we were old enough, right? And I'm not talking about leaving an infant, but you know, when kids are a little bit older, my mom would go in her <laughs> bathroom and she would close the door and we could play outside her door, but we couldn't bother. And she would have her me time. And to this day, I still know what she was doing. And maybe candles, a bubble bath, you know, I know for a while she was getting her master's for a while from studying, but she was not going to allow that withdrawal from us without a deposit of time for herself. And that made her mm. a better mother, a stronger mother. And, you know, in that time, we would we would be sitting right on, at the door. Mom, what you doing? She, what I say, 30, you know, give me my hour, my 30 minutes. And when she came out, we would have great time together. And, you know, whatever the next thing we would do, cooking, you know, probably being forced to clean something. And we like, go back in the bathroom now. We're coming out cleaning. <laughs> but, um, you know, we would do something together. So, you know, I say just take a moment of reflection and ask yourself, has that been my issue? Have people come over and over to my ATM of my self-spirit, my spirit and my care and withdraw, 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 and now I'm feeling overdrafted and I'm not feeling fulfilled. And what are the ways in which I can restock, you know, refill that bank account and start to put some boundaries, healthy boundaries up that allow me to protect myself, my energy, so I can actually be better for everyone else. So that's kind of my viewpoint as as it comes to establishing, creating, and protecting self-care. I love that. And I love the analogy using the ATM because that is perfect. And you're right. Sometimes we have so many people that they withdraw and they withdraw and they deplete our energy mm-hmm. and they haven't deposited, you know, they haven't, they haven't put anything in to balance it out. And that, and you're right, that could be in so many things. It can be in a friendship. It can be in a relationship. It can be in our families or our workplace. You know, there's so many situations where I feel once again, ties tying into self-love where I think a lot of us, especially as women, black women in particular, I think sometimes we're, put into the mind frame that we're thinking that we have to give, 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 give. And sometimes it may be because of what we may have seen growing up. 
where we're thinking that it's normal that we have to give and we have to put in extra and it's just part of our being. Well, it's actually not. You know, we don't have to be mm. martyrs to our purpose. We don't have to be martyrs to anything, you know. So I think that also ties into self-love. And I do always try to drive that into people that making decisions for yourself, for your well-being, for your happiness, it's not being selfish. And I think sometimes we we get afraid that, oh, if I make this decision, you know, How's it going to affect blah, blah, blah? What are, what are people going to think of me? It may look selfish. And it's not selfish. If it's going to be something, if you're going to make any choice, that's going to help you. And it's going to make you a better person. It's going to make you bigger, bolder, mm. badder, fiercer. Yes. Always go for it. You know, and sometimes, like you said, we do have to pause. Sometimes we have to pump the brakes on situations. You know, um, we have to pump the brakes on things that could potentially mm-hmm. be toxic as well. You know, if anyone that watches the show, yes, me secure, too. I'm obsessed with that show. Obviously, the big storyline now. Yeah. So as we know, the big yeah. storyline is with Issa and Molly. And I love how they're being honest and raw. Sometimes people are just for your season. Even if those two end up, I don't know how they're right. going to write this, but even if they end up working out their differences, sometimes you have yes. to pump the brakes. You have to take a pause, you know, to do that self-reflection and in, in order to know what you need. And that's the main thing. And that's one of the main things, the main proponents I feel when I tell mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. go love yourself. Loving yourself is also having that self-reflection. When you have that self-reflection, you can also figure out what is it that I need. You know, this friendship in the past that I thought was what I needed. Once I've done some self-reflection, I may realize, you know, this doesn't speak to my language. You know, Mm -hmm. this relationship, correct, it does not serve me. This, This relationship that I may have, you know, spent some time with. Once you do that self-reflection, okay, maybe mm-hmm. this doesn't speak to my love language. And once again, as you said, it does not serve me. Or maybe you reflect on a situation even with your family. And, I, and I'm going to talk about that further. I have like some unique things going on in my family. Sometimes if you look into something with your family, you may realize, well, maybe I'm giving and being put upon when right. I don't necessarily have to have to be put in this position and maybe I need to do some self-reflection and Mm -hmm. create some boundaries you Mm -hmm. know just for my well-being so it all ties into self-love and I'm really big on that so before we wrap up so something different that I want to start doing you know because obviously this is about the queens (laughs) the key chat is about conversation amongst queens so with my guests my beautiful queens that I have on this show I want to give every single person a platform. And Queen Maisha, you're the first person to actually Ooh, be a I part of this it. new thing that I'm adding on the show. So, so be honored. So something I want to start wrapping up my show with is to ask every person that is on the show, every queen, I would like you to just define what is your mm. definition of a queen? What a powerful question. And I think I'm going to be taking that forward, by the way. That's going to go on my list of give care. Remember the checklist? I'm happy to ask some people to define their queen. Yes. I really think that for yes. me, how I define a queen is being 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 open to learn to try to attempt to cultivate change and energy while also not being afraid to fail. And 
that mm. to me is truly how I would define being a queen. You know, if you think about even a crown of jewels, each of those are created under pressure, under, um, you know, intense darkness sometimes, you know, have to be dug up and found and curated and polished and carved and, and then set into that crown. And so a lot of what we go through in life of taking risks, trying something new, is that darkness, is that cultivation, is that carving, is that learning? But in the end, we get something really beautiful and precious from it. So for me, I would say, and I'm going to really actually take this to heart because your question has touched me to think more about that, of how I wear my crown to say, I am going to pursue more. Mm. I'm going to try more. I'm going to speak up more. I'm going to stretch myself more because I have less fear of failure and knowing that every step that I'm taking, I'm just polishing and cultivating and harvesting something really precious. So that's how I would define it. And that's actually how I'm going to view myself and my steps going forward. How do I step more into my queendom perfect and that's what I want everyone to take away when they listen to this show when they go back and listen to this episode with the wonderful Queen Maisha I want everyone to think this every single day as she even listed the three things to think about before you lay down your head at night you know and it's so important is what to what we put into our minds before we go to sleep I'm really big on that because you want to have some positive energy in your spirit, number one, before you go to sleep, number one. So I want people to think more, everyone that's listening, what defines your queendom? How are you contributing to the queen community? What are you pouring into yourself to truly embody a queen and to wear that queen's crown with yes. arrogance? <laughs> I always say queen's arrogance, just, but not arrogance in a negative way, but just that confidence, that knowing when you step out, people revere you and they know mm -hmm. that you're one to be reckoned with. Like you truly have that queendom. You've embraced and manifested yes. everything that's been thrown at you. So I just want people that listen to the key chat, that follow me on Instagram and that listens to all these beautiful gems that I've had featured on the show. Just think more on what defines mm -hmm. your queendom, what makes you a queen. So that way you can definitely figure out the pieces to truly go love yourself and to wear that crown and to know I want you to go queen and know that you truly are the special privilege. You're the prize, you're the package, but I want everyone to think what makes you a queen. So I want to thank you so much, Queen Maisha, for being on the show. Before we end everything, I want you to throw out every way that people can find you, give everyone your social media handles. Um, yes, on Instagram, I am the sequin unicorn. Come along for the ride. Uh, we'll have a great time together. It is a world full of inspiration, truth, and color. And I'd love for you all to be part of that family. Um, I also am, if anyone is a Facebook enthusiast, which I know for the young kids, they like, girl, I know my own Facebook, but I am on there. <laughs> and um, I do a lot of educating and information through um, that platform. And many things to come in the future. As like I said, I become more fearless and step more into my voice 
Um, I'll be um, developing a website in future ways to connect with me and all that'll be updated on my platform on Instagram, the sequin unicorn. So come along, stay, stay tuned. And I hope that we'll be part of this incredible journey of stepping more powerfully forward, as you said, um, as Queens together on this incredible ride. So hope to see you all meet you all soon. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Miss Queen Maisha. And everyone that listens, please make sure you go follow the sequin uniform unicorn. Like I said, when you guys go to her IG page, I dare you to not look at her page and just feel happiness. You're gonna pick up on that sparkle that she just mentioned. She has a beautiful smile and just a beautiful energy. And I know you'll pick up on it just by simply going to the page. Like you will definitely pick up on that beautiful sparkle that she does have. So once again, for everyone that is listening, as you know what I'm going to end it with, I always say this and I will say it over and over again. Please make sure that you go love yourself. You have to have that self-love. Once you truly have that self-love and that self-care, you'll know Anything that's not going to serve you, I feel like it'll just repel away from you. It'll just bounce off. So just make sure that you love yourself, understand that you really are special. And also whatever dream that you have in your heart, if you haven't begun the steps to pursue it, what's stopping you? Start today. I guarantee you the spirit that is inside of you will lead you to the right direction in order to make those dreams come true. Thank you.